The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 27. Today, the Bible Study Podcast talks about Mark 5, the healing of a demon-possessed man. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Today, we'll be looking at Mark 5, and I'll be looking at verses 1 through 20. They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him any more, not even with a chain. For he had been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the iron on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs in the hills he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? Swear to God that you won't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send him out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on a nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, Send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the evil spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about two thousand in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in town on the countryside, and the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man, and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who was demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you, and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. This is an interesting set of verses in here, and probably like the rest of you, I would just as soon avoid many of the different verses talking about Jesus dealing with demons, because it's not something we like to think about. Others of you may in fact be obsessed with demons, and I think that that's something the devil would like, either us to pay no attention or to pay too much attention. It's very easy for us in this day and age to look at these set of verses and think, well, this person was just mentally ill. But there's a couple things that we can see from this set of verses. One is that Jesus believed in demons. Uh, Jesus talked to the demons here and that this is a reality here. And Jesus also has power then over them and the demons recognize this. So let's back up here a bit. Jesus crosses over the lake Galilee and goes to the region of the Gerasenes. And this is a Gentile region. This is not a Jewish region. And if the herd of swine wasn't enough of a clue for you about that, we know this from archaeological evidence also. And as he gets here, he finds a man, or the man finds him actually, who is possessed with demons. The people are afraid of this man because they can't even bind him with a chain anymore, and he lives out in the tombs. And I think it's an important point, this part of the verse that says no one was strong enough to subdue him. That there was something both frightening and powerful about the demons who were in this man and obviously also self-destructive. 
because it says he would cry out at night and cut himself with stones. Throughout these set of verses, the self-destruction of the demonic is evidenced. Both the man and the state we find the man in, as well as the pigs. They beg Jesus, allow us to go into this herd of pigs. They immediately then jump off a cliff and the, and the pigs die. So there is in these set of verses this theme that that which is demonic is destructive. That that which is demonic is self-destructive also. One of the interesting things about this set of verses to me is that the demons do recognize who Jesus is. They know who he is, and they're afraid, because they know that he has power over them. So we see in this that the man is powerless to the demons, and the demons are powerless to Jesus. We also see in this, in verses 6 through 8, an interesting confession of who Jesus is. And this is only Mark 5, so this is fairly early on in the book of Mark. And really, it's one of the very first verses that says just who Jesus is. As the demons cry out, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? And they cry out because they're afraid of him. So I think there's the, the balance here as we look at these verses is, yes, demons have power, and we shouldn't ignore that the devil and the demonic do have power and sometimes have power over us. But on the other hand, we shouldn't ignore also that Jesus has authority over the demons also. They were they were terrified of what he would make them do. They knew that he they had to do what he said, that he had authority over them. That if he said come out, they had to come out. One of the other interesting things about this set of verses is the reaction of the people. So they've been living with this man who has been possessed by the demonic, who was dirty and unclothed and they were unable to chain him which means they had been trying to chain him right they had chained him and he had broken the chains they had tried to subdue him but no one was strong enough to subdue him Uh, he lives out here among the tombs he was certainly something that they were frightened of the reactions of what they were trying to do to chain him and to subdue him they he was something they're frightened of and yet there is something more frightening for them about coming and finding him sitting there dressed and in his right mind. In his right mind obviously brings up the question of what is the association between demon possession and what we know today as mental illness, and I don't know. I wish I did know and have thought about it often. Is some portion of what we consider mental illness demon possession still? I don't know, but I do know that when Jesus says to this man, for these demons to come out, he is healed and he is healed immediately. Uh, This is not therapy, this is not psychotherapy, this is not anything like that, that this man is healed, and specifically he is healed because something is brought out of him that is unclean, unholy, self-destructive, and evil. This, the people find even more frightening. So they come to see what's happened. They come to see what's going on with the pigs. They find this man, and they basically plead for Jesus to leave. They would rather have things the way they are, things the way they were, than healing and wholeness and sanity. There's something really bizarre in that behavior, and yet I wonder if I don't have the same behavior myself. 
we look at Jesus coming in and changing this situation, a situation that everyone seemed to think was a bad situation, certainly for this man, but it also seemed to be terrifying for the people around whom were trying to chain him and subdue him and such. But when Jesus comes in and he changes it and he frees it and he brings that, they're scared. This is an authority and a power for change that they do not want here. Why? What are they so afraid of? Are they afraid that he will change them? Are they afraid that they just don't want to think about these things? Things like demons and pigs killing themselves? And Is it just so uncomfortable? This is someone who will cross over the lake and heal... You start healing people immediately and teaching, and, and there's something very attractive about his teaching, and yet when he performs this very powerful miracle, they want him to go. They want no part of him. And I wonder how often we push away Jesus when it is uncomfortable to change, when that which is normal is self-destructive, when that which is normal is unhealthy and unholy. And then there's this last scene where the man who is demon-possessed says, let me go with you. And Jesus says, no. You have to stay here. Go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and that he had mercy on you. You have to stay here, I think in part because Jesus can't. You have to stay here so that people are forced to deal with the uncomfortable fact that God has visited this place and that God has the power to change them. With that, we'll bring this episode of the Bible Study Podcast to a close. As always, if you have any questions, send me an email at host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. The best and the brightest served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, Podshow and Limelight. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace, and throughout Scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.